0: Good afternoon. Happy snowy Sunday. I want to spend some time in today's podcast talking about a book that I finished reading this week, a children's or adult young people's fiction that was very moving and well-written and why I liked it and how you can use it in the classroom or at home with your kids. But before I do that, I want to explore a little bit with you how I come to choose the books I read and why I read children's and young people's literature. So I've always had a love of reading, that goes back to my earliest times. In fact, there was always a fight between my mother and father because I liked to sit and read. And my father wanted me to get up off the couch and or the chair and go outside and play, which I did once in a while. But I also spent a, spent a lot of time reading. And I read very widely. I had very eclectic book tastes. I read all kinds, good, bad, history, science fiction, you name it. So how, how did I come to still read children's literature now that I'm no longer five or six or seven or eight, but in my seventies? And that sort of begins with the idea that I spent a lot of time in my career as a teacher librarian. And I believed then, and still do today, that if a child comes into the library looking for something to read, the librarian has to know some of the books that are on the shelf so that the librarian can steer the child to a book that he or she might enjoy reading. Just the same as a salesperson in a clothing store, when someone walks in and they say they're just looking, it helps if you know the customer and you can steer that customer to something that you know they might like and walk out with. So as a teacher librarian, I wanted to make sure I knew the books on my shelves. And so I read a lot of children's literature. And it's a funny thing, you know, I found myself oftentimes moved by children's fiction in a way I was not often moved by reading a book of adult literature. Somehow or another, there's just more emotion often in a children's book. But be that as it may, I always read books. And once I started to read the children's books, I began to think about how I could use the various books to build curriculum around. What themes did the books explore? How could I explore those themes in the classroom and use those books with my students? And how could I relate it to other areas of the curriculum? In previous podcasts, I've talked about integrating fiction across the curriculum. So now today that I'm retired and at home and not uh, in a public library looking at children's books all the time or a school library where that's all there is, how do I find books that I want to pick up and read? Well, I make a note of Books that are in articles like Over the Christmas Holidays and Into the New Year. The New York Times had a column or a a couple of articles on the best fiction for adults and children in the year 2021. I do a Google search and I go to the American Library Association. I look for the winners and runners-up of books nominated by things like the Governor General, the Governor General's Prizes for Fiction, both adult and children's, and I especially have a list of all the Newbery Award winners. The Newbery Prize is given to the top young people's and children's fiction in a particular year, nominated by the the peers of the authors and the and, and teachers. So I have a list, I have several of them actually, and I just pick up something that I like. So a couple of weeks ago, in one of the lists I got, I saw a reference to a book called In the Wild Light by Jeffrey Zentner. And I was immediately attracted to him as an author, and someone I wanted to read, because it said he began as a musician. He played backup instrumentation with a number of high and famous uh, North American musicians. You can find out who those might be yourself if you do a Google search. It's Zentner, and his name is in the title of the podcast. So here's this guy who began as a musician, and by his own declaration, when he was young, his parents would drop him off at the public library, and he'd spend the day in the library reading, and his parents would pick him up at the end of the day. Obviously, he began without a lot of money because today, parents go to the library, take the books out, and bring them home. But in those days, it was very different. So, where do I find the book? Well, I could order it online from Amazon, but my library has the ability for me to borrow a book electronically, read it, and then return it. And so that's what I did. So what's the book about? And I read just a little bit of the blurb. The book takes place in a small town in Appalachia. Imagine West Virginia or Kentucky or Tennessee. The main character, Cash, lost his mother to an opioid addiction. And his grandfather, who he calls Papa, is dying slowly from emphysema. Not a lot of healthy people in in Appalachia especially the poor people. And so Cash is trying to navigate his way through the loss of his mother to an opioid addiction and the death, the dying of his papa, who he has a very close relationship with. He spends his summer summers mowing lawns and with a friend who he's had forever, who works at the Dairy Queen. And this friend, Delaney, who works at the Dairy Queen in the summertime, discovers some science, makes some, 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 makes some scientific discovery about a new drug, or at least that's what is in the book. And she gets invited to go to a special preparatory school, meaning like a boarding school she gets a a scholarship. And she says she won't go unless her friend Cash goes with her. And she talks Cash into going to this elite prep school in Connecticut. And there, Cash has to learn how to live completely differently. And the rest of the book focuses on the idea of grief, because the grandfather does die, and he revisits the death of his own father and the death of his mother, because they both die from opioid addictions and the results. And getting along with people who are from different parts of the world, when he's never known even his own world that well. And finally, how he comes to realize that friendship and romantic love don't necessarily have to not go together. In other words, he finds his way to romantic love with his best friend Delaney. So the themes again are grief, family ties, young love, friendships, and the angers in life that help young people make their way through their adolescence. And the book is a wonderful book for teenagers, whether they come from um, unstable backgrounds or not. It's written beautifully and it's addressed to the way they think and the things they respond to. So some of the things you could do with the readers to explore the ideas in the book. First of all, obviously, they can do work on what is Appalachia? Why is it called Appalachia? What is life like in Appalachia? What are the problems that the families that live in Appalachia are confronted with because there isn't a lot of money, because there aren't a lot of jobs? linked to that is the fact that so many famous musicians come from Appalachia and what is it about the music that attracts the young people from Appalachia? How come they end up being such famous musicians? And I'll let you suggest who the young people can do Google research on to find out who some of those musicians are. But just think, Grand Ole Opry. That's in Nashville, right? Tennessee, and that's close to Appalachia. Another topic that they can look into is what is a prep school? Why is it called a preparatory school? What are students there preparing for? And what kinds of grades do they normally need? Why is this so special that they get a Uh, um, an invite and a, a, a scholarship to a preparatory school. What subjects might they be learning about? And how might they be assessed? Something else is a lot of the story takes place in the dormitories on the grounds of this prep school. What is life in a dormitory like? How is it different from living at home? What kinds of adaptations does an individual need to make in order to live in a dormitory? Another one is losing family, losing grandparents. What must that be like? What kinds of emotions go through a person? Have, has, Do they know, does the reader know anybody who's actually lost a grandparent or even a parent? There are places and times when one can talk about that. Family tree. Cash and Delaney both have issues with the families they came from, but the families themselves play a prominent role in their lives. So the student reading this book could do a family tree and how each of the people in that family tree relates to them. Cash and Delaney both have summer jobs. What kinds of other summer jobs do teenagers get? How much money do they make? What kinds of hours do they have to work? Do you, the readers, the reader, know anybody that has a summer job? And what are the problems that they... What happens because they have a summer job? What do they gain and what do they lose? Finally, are there other books, movies, that the reader has seen or read that deal with the same or similar themes? Grief, adolescence, summer jobs, getting ready for university, living in a group, and so on. All of those things. There's only a half a dozen or more themes, but most importantly are the discussions. Imagine if you read the book while your child or children or students read the book, and then talking about the events in the book and debriefing them. At the end of the day, we want our students to be able to gain perspective about the world around them and their role in the world. And they can only gain that by talking about what, where they are and what the world is like. Jeff Zentner's In the Wildlife is an excellent door to open to accomplish that.